Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Eco Money on Money FM 89.3, where we bring you the latest in sustainability and finance. I'm Rachel Kelly. Now, when we think of ESG, often environmental considerations and sustainability are the first to come to mind. But the social element of ESG is gaining ground. The social issues rise in prominence for investors and regulators. In 2021, the Fitch ESG Credit Trends Report anticipated that specific social risks would gain attention as a result of two events in 2020. They were the COVID-19 pandemic and related socio-economic effects, as well as the racial justice movement triggered by the killing of George Floyd. Looking into 2022, Fitch anticipates that the range of social factors within ESG will expand beyond these topics and become more central to sustainability strategies for a wide range of bond issuers, from corporates to sovereigns. To find out more about what this means for investors, we're joined now by Neka Chike Obi, who is the Director of ESG Research at Fitch. Neka, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Our absolute pleasure. So first, I can start off with your report, because it mentions that social issues are becoming more central when we're talking about ESG. Why is that? I think a lot of it has to do with the experience in the past nearly two years over the pandemic. Um, If we take a look at some sectors, all of a sudden jobs that were just considered, you know, fairly normal, you know, public facing or consumer facing roles then took on a a health and safety component. And so we had, for example, in in markets like the US, where there was a shutdown in in dining and um, physical shops, all of a sudden trying to get the workers back into the workplace became a challenge because people realized that that actually has become almost a frontline job um, as far as potential for for virus transmission, whereas those, those jobs had never been thought about in that way before. We also actually saw it in some very critical industries as well, for example, in the meatpacking industry um, and food processing, where uh, because of the conditions where workers work very closely together, um, particularly in meatpacking facilities where it's very cold as well, they became epicenters for virus spread in a number of states in the United States. And so we actually had, when we were reviewing our sector, our credit analysts that rate some of the food manufacturing uh, companies uh, did note that there was a concern both for the risk to the workers during the peak of the pandemic, just absenteeism affecting the production, and then also around uh, expectations for working conditions afterwards, as far as hours worked, uh, physical space between you and your colleagues, and also wages. We've seen actually a lot of uh, wage pressure now Mm -hmm. because of workers as a result of the pandemic. And that's kind of just raised the awareness in general around the relationship between workers and management and their well-being as far as going to work. I was just going to say there was an interesting article up on Bloomberg about um, Malaysian workers in semiconductor manufacturing plants because of the semiconductor shortage. So they continued and they did an expose on workers who were actually passing away from COVID while working at the plant. So I think you're right. This has definitely come into the forefront, given what we've been experiencing over the last two years. But what does all of this mean, though, NECA, for investors? So it's, it's really interesting, actually, because for investors, if we talk about the institutional investors, mm-hmm. asset managers, 
the money that they are investing comes from, it comes from sovereign wealth funds, it comes from major pension funds, it comes from wealthy individuals. They're getting pressure from the actual owners of the capital who are placing their money with them. And they're saying, we want to know what our money is doing to achieve some social sustainability outcomes, or at the very least, we want to know that our money is not contributing to some of the worst uh, social contributions to, you know, to the wider environment and to the economy. And so what you're seeing is that the institutional investors have taken on a very pivotal role as far as social risks within ESG. And so if you take a look at some of the major institutions, and you can think of any of the big ones, BlackRock, State Street, you name it, they are now increasing the amount of engagement that they're having with their portfolio companies on social risks. And there's a few surveys that have come out where the investors are saying the social risks they're very concerned about are health and safety, which we've just spoken about. Um, They're concerned about diversity and they're also concerned around human rights issues, which that kind of touches on some elements that are very important in our region, like supply chain, for example, and labor risks that are happening in in the supply chain in, in faraway countries. So what's quite what's been quite interesting is because of this investor pressure, you now have companies where we used to see corporates in the ESG bond space really sticking to the green bond. So that was a lot of energy and utilities companies that would issue green bonds or property companies. And in our part of the world, a lot of property companies issuing green bonds for for green buildings. We're now starting to see sustainability bonds. These are bonds that combine green and social outcomes. And that is something that is quite new within the past sort of 18 months, where you can think of corporates, uh, Toyota, for example, Amazon, Alphabet, which is the parent company of Google, have come into the market and they'll say this bond is for maybe three or four green outcomes, but also picking one or two social outcomes as well. And this is a a very different development because the social world within the the ESG bond space has traditionally been dominated by government entities. So this is kind of, I would say, a significant shift. And it's telling us that social risks are now being considered to be uh, financially important to these companies. And they want to make sure that they are signaling that to the market in far, as far as the bond issuances that they're taking into the capital markets. And how are these social elements then assessed? That's a good question. It's some People always wonder about <clears throat> social. What exactly does it mean? <clears throat> Is it just yeah. being nice to your staff? Um, so at Fitch, we have been integrating ESG issues into our credit rating since 2019. And depending on the type of issuer, there are different social factors that we assess. But if we take a corporate, for example, we have five social issues that our analysts will assess and determine if they contribute to a change in the financial profile of the issuer. Um, The first one is human rights, community relations, and access and affordability. Uh, The second is customer welfare. And this includes things like data privacy, um, fair messaging, so uh, advertising things to to customers. Uh, The third is labor relations and practices, which deals Mm. with things like unions, collective bargaining and wages. Employee well-being, which covers health and safety, but also things like discrimination, corporate culture. Uh, In our sort of new normal, it could also deal with uh, flexibility, uh, remote working options. Um, And then the fifth one, which is a little bit of a catch-all, is exposure to social impacts. And those are societal changes that are happening externally to the business, but then affect demand for the product or increase costs. So for example, you could say that for the restaurant industry, exposure to social impacts could be a risk for companies that are slower to shift to delivery or um, options for customers to use uh, 
digital kiosks to make orders instead of having to rely on staff, for example. That could be a social impact risk. So those are the five things that we look at, and we actually will look very carefully if any of those issues has had an effect on the financial performance. And in our credit rating, in addition to the sort of you know, well-known letter grades that we give, we also will give an ESG score and say if one of those social issues was affecting uh, the profile of the issuer. So earlier on, you mentioned the meat industry as one example, but your report also highlights other sectors in focus. Technology, for example, perhaps as issues such as ethical AI gain traction, what kind of evolution are you likely to see in this area when it comes to social elements that are being incorporated into ESG and tech? Yeah, I think the social impact of of technology is something that a lot of governments are really starting to look at right Mm -hmm. now. Um, If you you notice some of the companies that I mentioned that are doing sustainability bond issuances, I mentioned Alphabet, I mentioned Amazon, HP has also done. So it's interesting that the tech companies are are starting to get involved with, with addressing the social risks. The question is maybe are they the most relevant social risks to their business? You know, that that's a bigger question. I think when we talk about the technology sector, AI is something that we are keeping a watch on for sure at Fitch. And and I've actually been doing some reading on it recently. Within AI, there's some concerns around the use of algorithms for making decisions like approving people for access to financial products, for example. There's been a lot of academic research that has shown that uh, algorithms that were deemed to be um, neutral are in fact actually discriminatory. Some kind of inherent biases have been built into the AI Mm. systems. And so there's been situations, for example, where um, female applicants for uh, credit cards or loans have been given uh, lower credit limits than male applicants with all else being the same other than gender. And so as AI gets more widely used, I think particularly in the financial services sector, that would be something where under our, our credit issue of access and affordability and customer welfare, uh, we would have to check and look at that. And that also can filter in not just from financial institutions issuers, but also Fitch rates a lot of asset-backed securities, right? So uh, that could be consumer mortgages, consumer credit cards, uh, really trying to get into the transparency to make sure that there's no discriminatory actions that are coming out, and that could serve as a reputational risk for the for the companies that are using those technologies. We've been speaking with Nekachike Obi, Director of ESG Research at Fitch, about the gaining prominence of social when it comes to ESG investing. I'm Rachel Kelly. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.